It's our monthly look at the state of the wool market with PGG rights and up to the batter's box today or up to the penalty box. Well, I call it that. Palais Pedersen uh, from PGG rights. And, and just before we talk uh, about the wool market, uh, I think you're of Danish descent and with a name like Palais, you must have been a good football player. <laughs> yes, I'm certainly interested in football. I wouldn't say I was a good player, but that was the sport I played in my younger days, yes. And you'll be following Denmark with great interest in the World Cup. Yes, we've got a little bit of an uphill battle now, having drawn our first game against Tunisia. So we'll have to beat the French on Sunday and then the Australians, but uh, I'm confident we'll get there. How long have you been in the wool market or the wool industry? Uh, since I left school, and that was back in 1984. I spent four years in an office in Munich and then came out to New Zealand in '88. We've been here ever since. Well, we've got a good news, bad news scenario here today. We're going to start with the bad news. Have you known the wool market to be as bad as it currently is? And I'm talking about for strong crossbred wool. And let's not try and polish a turd here. Yeah, yeah, no, it is pretty grim. Certainly the outlook for next year is grim. Having said that, we're still above where we were when COVID hit. But still, yeah, it's looking grim for 2023. I mean, the global recession, manufacturing costs going through the roof and as we know, consumers don't have much money to spend by the time they pay for the higher living cost and the higher interest rates. So generally, I think 2023 is going to be tough. Yeah, I think we'd all agree on that one. Look, I know you guys bang on about this all the time, poor clip preparation, but you can hardly blame the farmers, Palais, when you know they're getting next to nothing for their wool. In fact, it's costing them money to, to cut it off and they just want to get it in a bale and get rid of it. Yeah, you can't blame them, but it is at times like this where it actually does pay to take good care because we do see premiums paid for well-prepared clips. And, I mean, I know the shearing costs are high, but I think for that reason alone, you can expect the shearers to um, treat your wool clip with some respect. And we sadly see quite a lot of contamination coming through at the wool scour. I mean, it, it is a problem long-term for the industry. So what sort of uh, contamination are you talking about? Rubbish. T-shirts, bale presses, you name it. Well, regardless of how much you're getting for your wool, there is absolutely no excuse for that. No, and I think if I was a farmer, I'd be pretty disappointed if it was my wool that it was found in. So I think it is important for farmers to at least show up in the wool shed when at the time of shearing and sort of tell them what you expect. If, if they don't think you care, it's easy for them to sort of take the same attitude and it doesn't take much. I mean, I'm not expecting us to go back to classing crossbred clips or anything, but just, just keep it clean and tidy and, and skirt it properly, and it, it does pay off. It really does. Absolutely, a bit of professionalism. Right, let's try and conjure up some good news out of all that. It is going to be grim uh, for the next year or two off the back of the world economy, and we keep looking longer term with wool, and it's, you would have to think at some stage it's a sustainable product, it's a natural product, it has to come back into vogue. How long do we have to hold our breath for? Well, 2024 is the year I see as the, the, the likely turnaround. We've just had one of the biggest users of New Zealand crossbred wool out here this month. And the good news from them is that they are continuing to expand their production and they see the swing towards natural fibres. We also did a recent survey of our customers mainly to get some feedback on our service, but we did throw in a couple of questions around uh, sort of overall global demand and their view on that. And 
basically nearly half of them expect global wool demand to increase and half of them saw maybe little change. But once we actually asked them about their own future demand, there's a majority of them that expect their demands to increase. So if we're seeing supply slipping, which sadly we are with forestry and all that, and demand increasing, that can only lead to higher prices in my view. Palais Patterson from PGG Rights and Wool, thanks for your time and good luck uh, to the New Zealand shearing and wool handling teams and the Trans-Tasman tests uh, across the ditch. I think they get underway uh, tonight or is it tomorrow? I'll get Rowena to sort that one out for me. Thanks for your time. You're welcome. Thank you.